You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. We believe that today's message will help you thrive in your relationship with Jesus as you follow Him. We'll be back after the podcast with more information. And now, today's message from Pastor Scott Brown, right here at Passion Church. Good morning, Pastor Church. How you doing? Blessings to you. <clears throat> happy New Year. Hope you all had a happy and safe New Year. Pretty sure most of you did because nobody could go anywhere, so that'll keep you safe, huh? Glory to Jesus. Say glory to Jesus with me. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Well, I've got a good message for you today, and I hope you agree with me by the time it's finished, but I'm pleased to punch to share it. Uh, it's a word of encouragement for you. You need it. I need it. So let's get into it. Let's pray quickly. Father, we thank you for this blessed time, Lord, where we gather together to listen to, to contemplate, and to gain understanding. And hopefully, most of all, Lord, we gain confirmation from your word because we've been spending our own time with you this week. So I thank you for that for now. I bind the enemy in Jesus' name as we go forward with your word. Amen. Going to start this morning, Psalms 1, 1. That's the beginning of Psalms. It's the beginning of the year. We're starting in the beginning of Psalms. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. If you don't have one, you should get one. Um, the more translations you have, I'm not one of those guys who necessarily thinks certain translations are absolute taboo. Uh, I believe there's some that are a whole lot better than others. I really like the New King James. I also like the NIV. People say it leaves things out, but it doesn't. There's footnotes that explain that it's not in every translation, but they still give it to you. Um, I'm not going to get religious about Bibles. I, I, I read the NIV, the New King James, the message is great for the Old Testament. Gives you a really clear understanding. I love the Passion Translation. I love um, the Amplified. I love Weiss Translation of the New Testament. It's fantastic. So it all of those together will give you a better understanding. And if there's one that, you know, consistently butts heads against the other four you're reading, well, maybe that one you should chuck. Amen? But anyway, reading out of the Passion Translation. And Psalms 1.1 says this. What delight. How many could use some delight right now? What delight comes to those who follow God's ways, who won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, or be found sitting in the seat or the scorner seat, the seat of the scorner. What delight comes to those who follow God's ways? They don't. They won't walk in step with the wicked. They won't share the sinner's way. They won't be found sitting in the seat of the scorner. Okay, this is, you know, we've read this a thousand times, but there's stuff to be gleaned here. Look, how can I be sure not to walk in the way of the wicked? How many are you concerned that you don't want to walk in the way of the wicked? Um, how many want to avoid evil? Okay, should we try to avoid evil? Actually, no, we should not try to avoid evil. What we do instead is follow God. We don't try to avoid evil. What we do, if we spend our time following after God, you've accomplished avoiding evil. If you spend your time avoiding evil, you'll accomplish nothing. There's no power, there's no fruit in avoiding evil, just as there is no reward for not sinning. Well, God, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, and I didn't do this. Those are all sins. I didn't do any of those. Whoopee. <laughs> there's no reward. There's no fruit. 
there's no there's no good byproduct from not doing things. Look, there's 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 no health to be found by not eating bad foods. I don't know why I'm helping. I, I don't eat bad foods. Well, do you eat good foods? Because there is health to be found by eating good foods. There is blessings to be found following after God instead of trying to avoid evil. Look, James 1.25 says this, He who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, focus, set your eyes on God. I told the story before, I'll tell it again. Um, years ago, I was riding my motorcycle through this town in New Jersey I lived in, in Wanakew. And Wanakew has torn up the streets. They tore up the streets every year for like 10 years. And they put new manhole covers in, but they never took out any of the old ones. So I counted one time from the overpass by 287 to the church, and there was like 152 manhole covers. And I used to hit those riding my motorcycle, and it'd be like, ba-dunk, ba-dunk, ba-dunk. So I would look for those to make sure I could avoid them. And you know what happened? I hit them. Why'd you hit them? Because I was looking for them, to avoid them. Seriously. And God said to me, why don't you just look where you want to go instead? If you look where you want to go and aim for the smooth pavement, you won't have to worry about not hitting the manhole covers. Just do. Don't worry about not doing this, but do this instead. Because if you do this, this, this becomes something you don't have to worry about. And suddenly you become productive. He who looks carefully into the faultless law of liberty and is faithful to, to it and preserves in looking into it and is not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer, one who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing, in his life of obedience. You don't get blessed for your life of obedience because the blessings are already yours. Whatever God has given you for this, you know, has to store for your life is already yours. Um, you don't win it again through obedience, but you do run smack into it in obedience. Amen? So it's not a reward. It's the fact that it's there, and if you're on the path you're supposed to be, you hit it head on. So we want to be a doer, not a not doer. Amen? We want to be a doer and not a not doer. And so many times the enemy himself, part of his plan is to get us, <clears throat> when we get an awareness of right and wrong, he tries to get us focused on not doing wrong, and we produce zero. Amen? Let's go back. What a delight comes to those who follow God's ways. They won't walk in step with the wicked. They won't share the sinner's ways or be found sitting in this corner seat. Why? Because they're following after God. Their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am. Meditating each and every moment in the revelation of light. I love this. I love this. Meditating. We're not even going to get into what that word means today. But meditating each and every moment. Say moment. Do you realize life is made up of moments? Billions of them. Meditating each and every moment in the revelation of light. Okay. We're having a moment right now. I had a moment before I got here and I'll be having moments after I leave here. So will you. Life, like I said, is made up of moments. We need to see these moments in, in the evaluation of the light. We need to see things in the revelation of the light because the light eliminates the darkness. What does that mean? The light that came through 
Jesus was the light of the good news, the light of the gospel. We need to, you know, God's truth, God's word, it's all good news. We need to evaluate every moment, not in the negativity that the darkness of this world would present it to us, or the way this dark world interprets it, but we need to evaluate it in the light of the truth of God's word, the light of the truth of the gospel. So many things. I mean, if you turn on the television now, there's not a news station you can listen to that is in agreement. I mean, there's a group that are in agreement, another group that are in disagreement. And if, depending upon which one you listen to, you can get bent in this direction or bent in that direction. The problem is, truth only comes from God. And, and it, I mean, they've got the world scared to death of a disease right now that the recovery rate is 99.5% or better from. That's crazy. That's crazy. But that comes from hearing. You know, faith comes by hearing. Guess what? So does fear. Whatever you're hearing and letting get inside of you is what's determining your outlook on life. And if we're going to interpret things through people who aren't hearing from God, all we're going to get is misinterpretations of what's actually going on in the world right now. And that's the last thing we need, especially right now. It's the last thing you need is to be blown to and fro by every wave, I'm not even going to say of teaching, every wave of news reporting, every wave of opinion. My gosh, social media is just filled with opinions and filled with people who want to kill each other because of their differing opinions. It is crazy. It is crazy. And I, I mean, I get caught up in it sometimes, and I know better. And then I have to reel myself in and just stay off there for a while. But we, life is made up of moments, we're to evaluate each of these moments in the light of the revelation of God's Word. In other words, God's Word is true. God's promise to us for provision, God's promise to us uh, in His Word, uh, God's promise to, to, to take care of us because we are our children, does not change depending upon which way the world goes, because the world has never been in sync with God. These last four years with Donald Trump in office has been easier for us because things are going more our way. They're not really going our way, but they're going much more our way the way we would like it as the body of Christ. And I think also we've gotten lazy because of it too. But, but it doesn't matter in the big picture because God's word is true. And we've got to let God be true and every man a liar. And that doesn't mean we're going to go out and accuse everybody of being a liar. It means we're going to let God be true. In other words, this is what God said. And that settles it. And I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe what God said in spite of what I'm seeing. And when I do that, it enables me to walk above the circumstances of this life. And I have done that since 1984. I just decided when God took me on, I decided to take him on. I'm going to do things your way as best I can. Have you done everything his way? No, of course not. Have you tried to? Most of the time, yeah, 98% of the time. Um, have you failed? Yeah, plenty of times. But the times where I got it, where I did it his way, I got his results. And what more could you ask for than his results? When I did it his way, I, I, I mean, God has taught me to count it all joy. He's taught me just to depend on his word. I've had things go so adverse in my life or look like they were heading so adverse. But when I decided to count them all joy, it all turned around. Well, how could that be? How could that be? If something's coming your way, it's coming your way. No. Something may be aiming at me, but it's not coming my way. No weapon raised against me shall prosper. It didn't say no weapon shall be raised against me. It just said they wouldn't prosper.
Amen. And I have testimony after testimony that I could share with you of supernatural things happening. Supernatural things have happened to me because I've let God's word be true. And sometimes I didn't, sometimes I had time to think about it and respond, and sometimes I just had to yell out, Jesus. And what I meant when I screamed out Jesus in a time of need, in a split-second time of need, was you are my salvation. You are my savior. You are my rescuer. You are the only thing that can fix this at this moment. I'll tell you a few. I was coming around a corner in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. I was doing about 35, 40 miles an hour, and I had to make a hard right and go under this little overpass. This little bridge up there. It was dark in there. And when I turned and got around that corner, still doing about 30, 30, 35 miles an hour, right in front of me, 10 feet away, was a guy's truck broken down that had been obscured by the turn in the road from my vision and the darkness of the tunnel. Now, I'm 10 feet away doing 35 miles an hour. There's nothing I can do. If I pull over to the other lane, I might hit an oncoming car. So what did I do? I prayed this eloquent prayer. I said, Jesus. I just screamed out, Jesus. I screamed out to my Savior. I screamed out to my rescuer. And I turned my head like this with my foot on the brake and waited for the impact or to see what happened. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. I was still standing there like this. And when I opened my eyes, and I was about three feet away from the guy, and the car was, my car was stopped dead, which is absolutely impossible. He violated every law of physics to make that happen. I think I've got some pretty banged up angels because I've had stuff like that happen to me all the time. One time on Route 80, I'm in the fast lane. The guy in front of me is in the fast lane. We're doing about 65 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, just back in the 55 days. Um, <clears throat> we're going down the highway and he locked up his brakes for no reason. There was nothing in front of him. He just got scared or something. Locked up his brakes, and his brakes were a lot better than mine. I only had about three car lengths between us. His brakes were a lot better than mine. I was in an old car, and I hit him so hard. And again, I prayed my famous prayer. I just screamed, Jesus. I hit him so hard that everything in my back seat hit the windshield of the car. My seat on the passenger side folded up. Both my visors flapped down, hit the windshield, and my glove box exploded open and dumped all over the floor. That's how hard I hit this guy. I didn't get hurt. The steering wheel hit my chest, and I felt the impact, but it didn't hurt. I opened my eyes. The guy's getting out of his car, and he comes running back to me. He rolls down his window, and he's, I, I rolled down my window, I should say. And he said, are you okay? I said, yes, I'm, I'm good. I said, are you all right? He said, yes, I'm, I'm fine. And then he went back and he looked at the front of my car and he looked at the back of his car. He looked at the back of his car and then I saw him bend down and look at the back of his car and he came back to me and he said, if you're okay, I'm going to go. He said, there isn't a mark on my car. Now, how can there not be a mark on this guy's car? Well, there's not a mark on his car because I got bagged up angels, I'm telling you. There's not a mark on this guy's car. I, and I said, no, I'm good, you can go. <laughs> Get out of here, yay. So I got out and I looked at my car. There's not a mark on my car. There's nothing. I just hit this guy, hard impact, so hard that all those things happened inside my vehicle. Nothing. Why? Because I brought God's word. I brought God's son into the picture by screaming at Jesus. Because when I screamed Jesus, I was saying, you are my rescue. You are my savior. You are my only answer at this point for what is about to happen. And he's always been there. 
Uh, maybe coming up sooner when I finish my book, you can, you can either read about it or I'll tell you about counting it all joy and how I turned absolutely adverse situations around in my life. Watch them completely switch. Watch people who are dead said to do me damage suddenly start helping me because they decided to count the situation all joy when I fell into various temptations. Let's get back on this here. Not that we're off it. But. So anyway, their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of, of, of I am. Amen. So life is made up those moments and we don't want to see those moments the way the world sees them and agree with the world because we'll end up in that mess. What we want to do is see them in the light of the revelation of, of, of God's word. And, and we have the ability through Holy Ghost to see things as God sees them. His word is immutable. His word is unchangeable. And we need to, if only for our own sakes, and I'm not trying to be selfish, but we need to, if only for our own sakes, let God's word be final and therefore let it interpret every moment so we will not be blown to and fro by whatever the world is thrown at us. That's how you come out on top. That's how you walk above this thing. And we're going to do that. I'm going to do that. You're going to do that with me. Everybody's excited for January 6th. Yahoo, I hope something fantastic happens. If it doesn't, I'm still walking above this situation because I live in the kingdom of God. Amen? What delight comes to those who follow God's ways? They won't walk in step with the wicked nor share their sinner's way or be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Their pleasure and passion is remaining <clears throat> true to the word of I am, meditating each and every moment in the revelation of that light. They will be standing firm. They will be standing firm. Say this with me. I will be standing firm. Say it again. I will be standing firm. And why will I be standing firm? Because I'm going to be standing on the Word of God. The immutable, unchangeable Word of God. They will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of their lives. Why? Because they're following after Him. They are never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever plentiful. That's who God says you are. He says you're bearing fruit in every season. You are never dry. You are never fainting. You are ever blessed and ever plentiful. God's word is so good. And he is so good to us. Psalm 1-6 says, How different it is for the lovers of God. The Lord watches over them as they move forward. The Lord watches over them as they move forward. Now, he'll watch over you, but if you move forward, he'll do stuff for you. If you're going to sit in the same old spot saying, what am I going to do? He's not going to do anything because there's nothing for him to do until you move forward. You've got to go and, 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 and run into some pressure in order for him to do something in your life. Amen? If, you know, if you're, you're stalled, there's nothing he can do for you. When you start moving, he'll move things out your way. The Lord watches over them as they move forward, while the paths of the godless lead only to doom. One more scripture. Maybe two, but definitely one. Luke 21.18 says this in the Passion. Don't worry. My grace will never desert you. It'll never depart from your life. My grace will never. When is never? Never is never, dude. My grace will never desert you. It'll never depart from your life. And while I was reading that, as I was getting ready to do this, I, had, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread, nor shall you, nor shall I, as long as we're willing to follow after him, to let his word 
be the last word in every situation, to see things through that light, to interpret every moment in the revelation of that light, and to speak forth what he has said in his gospel. Amen? God bless you. I love you. I hope this helped you. Um, some people have asked about giving. Yes, you can still be giving. You can use the same methods you always used online. Um, everything's still, even though we're, we've gone completely as an online vehicle at this moment, you can still give exactly the same way you've always had. So we thank you. We love you. We bless and praise you. Have a glorious new year. We'll have it with you. Goodbye for now. In Jesus' name.